When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good afternoon, everybody. I'm an educated economist here. I had a friend ask me to do a video talking about plywood and OSB. Like, what's the difference? What has gone on in the market? What the prices are like? Where we're expected to go here in the future? Now, plywood has had one heck of an interesting story because I have sold CDX, half-inch CDX plywood, which is a basic construction plywood, cheap good. I have sold it as cheap as... $16 just recently, like within the last few years, to as much as $88 a sheet. That is incredible. Nobody ever expected lumber prices to go as high as they did, but really nobody expected cheap goods to go as far as they did. Now, half-inch CDX, the CD part of things stands for the grades. It's kind of like grades in school, A being the best and D being the worst. So they have a C side and a D side. This is not something that you want to put up and paint and say, wow, look at my beautiful wall. It's meant to be covered. It's meant to be covered with like a siding or something else. It's not really like meant to be exposed. Although the X part of CDX means that it has an exterior grade glue in it. That exterior grade glue does not mean it's meant for like a continual exterior exposure. It means it can withstand the exposure to the elements for the time it takes you to construct your house. So it won't fall apart on you if you're building during the rainy season. That's the idea of the CDX. Now, if you had an ACX, one side would be like really nice. And if you get some ACX that are have like an extra sheet of veneer, like a really thin sheet of like no knots, like a pine face or something like that, you can get some ACX that really looks good. A lot of times ACX, they'll knock out all the knots and put the little footballs in, what they call them. They're like wedge plugs. They're basically taking the place of the uh, of the knot inside of the sheet. That There is some ACX out there that is like that as well. So there's a lot of grades of ACX, not just the A portion, C portion of it. You kind of see where I'm getting at. And then you get into plywoods like T111. That is meant to be exposed forever. I mean, well, as long as it can handle it. You got to keep up on the maintenance of it because if you're in an area like I'm in where the weather is very tough on anything that's not made of plastic or stainless steel, if you don't keep up on the maintenance of even like the T111 type siding, it will fall apart on you as well. So really the popular product up here in the Northwest, at least from what I have found, is either cedar, which has gotten so expensive nobody really wants to purchase that, or fiber cement siding. That's like the really popular one to use. And fiber cement siding is coming up in short supply. It's really difficult to source out. From what I can gather, it seems to be a logistics issue with transportation. That's what I have found. But, you know, there's, I, when I tried to talk into, excuse me guys, when I tried talking to some of the suppliers out there, they say stuff like, well, we're being allocated and stuff like that. And I'm like, yeah, I know that's because they can't get it out to everybody in an even fashion. Have you heard of like, is it a trucking issue? Is it, you know, rail issue as you heard in like nobody knows, right? So 
that's what I have come to is that it's most likely a trucking issue as far as getting it like moved across the country in an efficient manner. That's really where the, um, the, the major problem that I have found seems to lie. I could be wrong on that. Uh, let's see. What else do we want to talk about? Oh, pricing. 81 No. $88 a sheet is what we had topped out at. And if, for those of you who don't know, I work at a retail lumberyard. That's how I know all this stuff, right? Uh, so $88 a sheet for half-inch CDX. It's down at $71 a sheet. And I am hearing, like, from across the nation right now, um, in the comments and both in, like, the emails that I get... People are telling me they're finding CDX all the way down into the $50 sheet range, which means it's dropping really, really fast. A lot faster than I would have expected it to. But I don't work at one of the really big lumber yards. I work way out here on the Oregon coast. So it's like, you know, it's a nice area to be, but it's not like we're the hustle and bustle of like, you know, a major city or something like that where you guys are like, where those guys are really pushing through a lot of the material. Anyway. Uh, let's see here. What else can I say about plywood? Um, I guess that's really it. Um, oh, why it came up in short supply. So just like everything else out there, like the lumber and everything out there, there was an inventory depletion. People thought that there was going to be no new construction taking place. And if there is no new construction taking place, there is no point in having plywood or making plywood if you don't think anybody's going to be buying it. And not to mention, there was already a huge depletion of inventory and mill curtailments taking place prior to the whole COVID lockdown. So plywood was already coming in short supply, and then the lockdowns hit, and it just zapped the inventory and was gone. So rebuilding that inventory has been very difficult. But that's not the only problem. When the ice storm came through last winter and knocked out everything in Texas, it took out a couple of the chemical companies that produce a resin that they use in the manufacturing of, of OSB. And so the mills simply just could not get into production in the speed that they were, you would typically expect them to, to be doing. Now, that's the story that I heard. People told me that that's not the case, but that was from, you know, Everything that I know within the supply chain that I talk with, they were saying it was this MDI resin shortage that really put the hampering on new, new manufacturing of OSB. And I heard it went into like LVLs and iJoyce because iJoyce, that's another OSB product. I guess I should kind of talk about that because OSB isn't just the sheet goods. Most floor systems in a new construction build use engineered material. So you have like eye joists, you have what they refer to as the uh, rim joist, which is like the band that goes around the entire house that the eye joist ties into. And then you have the sheet good, like the decking part of it. And most of that is made of plywood and OSB. It's almost all an engineered product. There's hardly anybody who uses like two by 12s for joists any, joist any longer. I guess some people still do, but it's, it's rare. Most everybody uses like an engineered floor system. They're just easier, more consistent. In my opinion, they're a better product. So anyhow, there's also that that's part of the OSB manufacturing. So this whole flooring system, sheeting and everything, that has been a critical component to new construction. And that part is just now starting to see some relief. 
like the lumber has come down and I'm starting to hear like you're hearing in the comments section and like I said in the emails that I get that both lumber and plywood is starting to come down but you're going to find it difficult to maybe find a lot of these flooring systems as they're starting to come up in short supply but you know again starting to come online and then the fiber cement siding that was like a big issue for me last week and actually for the last three weeks fiber cement siding has been a pretty big issue but it's only a matter of time and that's going to come back online too and everybody's inventories will have been built back up so again most of the stuff that i see is all just a matter of time it's going to take time to to get this stuff back up and running again and get the inventory levels built back up so i have a feeling that they may over build their inventory levels and that's probably one of the reasons why we see or we are seeing lumber drop as much as it is so uh, let's see oh lumber yeah a lot of people are asking me why am i saying 490 the price is like 570 or something like that 490 was the closing of the july contract and a lot of like when you go to the online prices like when you go to like you know say the news outlets to look at commodity prices or something they don't always tell you what month you're looking at they'll just have like the word lumber and then it'll show a price right next to it you you have to look at what month they're they are looking at because i noticed that like a lot of news outlets will switch over to september even though the july contract hadn't closed yet and that's what i was looking at i wanted to see what july was going to close at now i would imagine that most people who are finding it important to look at the futures price as far as what they are going to pay in the lumber industry are probably looking farther ahead. So that's probably why the September contract is a little more important than the July contract is. I'm assuming that the July contract is probably only more important to people who are actually holding the contract at the exact moment and didn't want the lumber and were trying to unload it or the people who are looking for a really good deal. So there wasn't that much taken place I believe at the last day of the July contract in fact I think the volume was like eight or something like that like eight contracts so it's like not a whole lot taking place right then at least that's my opinion on why the news outlets switched over to September I could be wrong about that and that's the reason why you were looking at 570 and I was looking at 490s because I was watching that July contract close uh, let's see what else can I talk about I don't know. Um, had a great conversation with George Gammon earlier today. And man, you know, it's, I love talking these interviews with guys because really, you know, it just pours out. You don't really think about it. You just like, you get asked a question and you just, you know, you're just giving it. And George and I had one of the greatest conversations that I've had in a while and he didn't record it. <laughs> Oops. So we tried to do the conversation again. It didn't come out quite as good. I mean, it was a good conversation. Don't get me wrong. I, I could talk with George all day. I mean, we have so many, share so many great ideas. Um, but uh, it was a great conversation. And I, and I thank you so much, George, man. I really appreciate it because really it's not the interview that's, that was awesome because it was. It was that you invited me to the live, Rebel Capitalist Live event that has really i mean that has really touched me bro if you're not familiar with the rebel capitalist live event he's invited me down to texas to speak in front of whoever makes it there to talk about my experiences within the lumber industry and the things that i talk about on my channel 
And there's going to be speakers there like Ron Paul and Gia Griffin and Lynette Zhang and Lynn Alden and a bunch of other really great people. I mean, it's, it's awesome to have been invited to this, George. And, you know, a lot of people, like, they have these great things that happen to them in life, man. And this feels like it's probably one of the better things that I have ever had as far as the experiences in my life. And I can't thank you enough for the invitation to go down there and speak. And I am so looking forward to it. I'm going to leave a link down in the description for you guys. If anybody is interested in checking out the uh, Rebel Capitalist Live event, you can follow the link down in the description. And, man, I don't know what else to say about it other than... can't believe where I'm going. Uneducated economist, you let me know.